It takes more than breaking the build to be a great engineer. This is episode 159 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I am your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we answer all of your non-technical questions about the technical field of software development and feel guilty about breaking the build. <laughs> Guilt is a soft skill. You know, we talk about sociopaths a lot on this show, and I feel like that's <laughs> another benefit. You just wouldn't care that you broke the build. Where <laughs> I am filled with shame. Maybe as a sociopath, breaking the build feels bad, but breaking human beings doesn't feel bad. Oh, yeah. You have empathy for the build. It's just not for people. All right. Do you want to talk about our wonderful patrons, Dave? Yes. Thank you to those who are contributing at the level where they get a shout out every week, including Matthew Voidovich, the Agile Ventures Charity, Zach Grannon, Luis Santos, Nick Cantar, Sean Clayton, Ivo Robotnik, Sonny Ty, Sonic the Hedgehog, Murray Rousseau, and Chris Hogan. If you'd like to contribute, go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. We actually have a special announcement about that that's either going to make you happy or feel spammed. So <laughs> we have a Slack team for soft skills engineering, and we are going to be inviting everyone who has contributed on Patreon. And people who contribute in the future should get invites as well. If you don't want to join, if you have a million Slack teams and this is one million and one, then feel free to ignore it. But if you'd like to, you can come chat with other folks who listen to the show and talk about soft skills and tell us why we're dumb and wrong in Slack <laughs> instead of on Twitter. Yeah. Or both. <laughs> we're trying to, yeah, we're both. We're trying to experiment to make a little community. So you should see those invites pretty soon and new donors on Patreon should get them as well. All right. Do you want to read our first question? Oh yeah. Okay, here we go. This is from an anonymous listener. It says, I am a hiring manager and sometimes I have to say no to candidates who interview with us. How do I reject them kindly? Hmm. I think you just tell him yes. <laughs> That's the kindest <laughs> answer. <laughs> it would be too mean to say no to them. That's right. So they're hired. <laughs> say yes to everyone. Yeah. Huh. So this is an interesting question because I feel like the number of candidates you say no to as a hiring manager is usually much higher than the number you say yes to. So this is a pretty common experience. Yeah, you'd think we'd be really good at it as a result because we practice it so much more than saying yes. Well, saying yes is just like, it's like Oprah giving everyone cars, right? You're like, <laughs> good news. And then it's easy to give good news and release the bees or whatever you're doing. <laughs> but I've, I've never thought about this very deliberately. And I've certainly never had a manager talk about it or had any training about it or anything. Yeah, I think this is just me admitting that I've, been winging it this whole time by just saying by saying eh, nah <laughs> that's the kind no <laughs> yeah and i type that out in emails if it's over email <laughs> nah with like three a's <laughs> yeah I, there's so much to talk about here there's like wanting to preserve the image of the company Right. I, th I think if you treat people poorly in interviews, even if you feel like they're not good candidates for the job, they have friends and, and that word could get around. But there's also like all kinds of legal restrictions around uh, talking to people about reasons you reject them. Hmm. And again, space lawyer here. There are things that you can you can use to determine whether a candidate is qualified or not. But there are also lawyers that will just take money and sue a company even <laughs> if you didn't reject them for any of those mm -hmm. things but I, i've heard kind of word of mouth from people before to say nothing because they can't sue you for saying nothing which feels real bad mm -hmm. to me but that sentiment is out there like don't expose yourself to liability so you just say eh, nah, <laughs> or whatever the 
business speak version of that is. <laughs> but also, I mean, do you owe people a reason why? There is tension, I think, to on my part, to provide them with good feedback that will help them understand exactly why. Like, I feel that pull, but I very rarely yeah. have ever provided that. You haven't? Maybe on just a couple of occasions. I have a few times. I have when people have asked. I have not when they have not asked, though. I usually say something pretty generic like, thanks, and it just isn't a good fit. But a few people have asked specifically for why. And those were pretty awkward conversations to have. And I feel like it was good for the world. And the cynical part of me is like, who cares? Like, why? It it didn't do anything for me. Hmm. Hopefully it helped them, though. Well, did it assuage your guilt a little bit? No, I felt more guilty because I had to justify it. And it made it more clear to myself that I'm ranking them as a human being, you know. Whereas if I say no it's and just don't communicate with them anymore, I get to put it out of my brain. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you can't feel guilty. Yeah, I have a hard time I have a hard time saying no to people in general. Okay. So that applies okay. to candidates that I do not say yes to. I should ask some of them if it's been helpful. I feel like in the times I've done that, it hasn't blown up in my face ever and I have not been sued. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. Maybe someone is listening and I'll be like, Gotcha now, sucker. <laughs> um I guess I'm thinking out loud here because I don't know. Rescue me, Dave. <laughs> okay. I'm struggling. I mean, uh, this is such a hard one for me too. I, and the default Oh wait, I haven't I have okay. an easy one. You have to actually say no. I have heard oh. so many stories about people getting ghosted by a company. Okay. Which is incredible to me. That's that's what middle schoolers do in relationships. Like Yes. So you're saying that the kindest way to say no is to say no quickly and actually say it well i mean that's the baseline for saying no is you have to say no i I think you owe it to them to make a decision and not leave people in limbo for months or years or or forever that's a good that's actually a really good um starting point i think uh we can and it's the easiest thing right yeah yeah that's the easiest advice to give but i i have been around this and often it's when the responsibility is diffused for who handles candidates. If it's kind of a bunch of developers all trying to do it together and there's not really structure in place, then often no one wants to be the one to say no. I mean, no one's saying yes. No one's saying, yes, let's hire this person. But then there's this weird feeling of maybe we'll change our minds later or maybe we'll suddenly decide Mm. yes. There's this big middle ground sometimes between yes and no. And I feel like that middle ground is actually no, but sometimes it doesn't get acknowledged. Yes. You know, what happens here, I think, in some companies is you've got this candidate. They're pretty good, but you're not totally convinced and you want to see a few more candidates before you really decide. Yeah. And so you string them along as you're trying to interview more people. And and you hear this from companies because they'll say, thank you. We've done the interview. We've collected the feedback. There's a few more people we want to talk to before we get back to you. And then you never hear from them again. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so I think that is a symptom of the company not having a deterministic hiring process that applies candidate by candidate. But instead, it's relativistic based on the other candidates that happen to be interviewing at the same time as you. And to me, that is a huge no-no. Like you have a bar, the candidate either meets the bar or they don't. And it doesn't matter who's going to come to the door tomorrow. I don't know. If you have one, I-, I think for a company as a whole, that sounds great. But if I am running my team and I have one opening, I can hire one person. And there's someone interviewing this week, and I kind of liked them. And there's someone interviewing next week. I'm going to wait for that next person. Mm. 
I feel like there's some fuzziness there where if the timeline is close enough, it makes sense to compare people. Even if I, I actually have said that before to my team, we just make decisions one off, but then I've also gone against that before and said, <laughs> actually, we're, we're going to wait and compare this person. So, huh. And then do you, you, now you have to have like a tracking system where you're like, okay, here, here's this backlog of people we need to say no to, but you have to anyways, yeah, but it's like not, you do have to track them, but now the time to response varies based on conditions that are outside of your control. I feel okay about that because the bar is so low. <laughs> the, the fact that I that it takes two weeks instead of a week is is a win for most processes. Hmm. Okay. Have, have you been ghosted? I don't think so. Have you been given feedback ever or has it always just been a no? You assume that I've ever been rejected, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, how dare you? Second of all... <laughs> That's what you say to the company that rejects you, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's our next question is, how do you respond after getting rejected? First of all, how dare you? (laughs) But yes, in the times I've been rejected, I have been rejected in a timely manner without feedback, nor have I. You know, I think I have asked for it, but, you know, companies have this uh, approach where they will usually put a recruiter between you and the people making the decision. And And so, yeah, (laughs) their job is to get the company not sued. Yeah. (laughs) At that point. Yes. Um, yeah, so they, you know, you'll ask for feedback and then they'll say, now that's where you get ghosted, right? The, re- yeah. the recruiter says, no, you say, can you give me some feedback? And the recruiter goes, sure, I'll see if I can get that from the team. And then poof, you never hear from them again. It It is hard. So when I've done this, it's been a lot of work for me because it's, it's hard to give feedback that, to people that you work with and have a close relationship if it's negative or something that you want them to change. And this is a relative stranger in most cases. So it's, for me, at least, I kind of agonize over the wording a lot and second guess myself, and it causes uh, some stress. So I can mm-hmm. see why that, why 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 that gets dropped sometimes. I do. So we've kind of hit on saying no, as the first step to saying no. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do? You, you kind of mentioned timeliness there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, speed. is there a you got to get? I think time. Within, yeah, I think two days. Two yeah. days from the from the interview. I don't know where I came with that. Came up with that number, but <laughs> it's a really good number. You sound very team. sure of it, though. Oh yeah, so it's probably good. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you this: like at some startups I've worked for, we are we were so fast on the hiring decisions, and when we identified a really stellar candidate, sometimes they would have an offer before they finished driving home, mm-hmm. and we could do that. And that was, I think, that was great for the candidate because it's like they don't have to be in limbo forever. They just go boom, come join yeah. us. And by the way, well, oh wait, well hold on, sorry, I'm way off topic. We're not talking about offers. <laughs> We're talking about rejections. <laughs> they can, can have a I rejection in their mailbox before they got home. <laughs> the candidates love it. I mean, I think I think faster is better in general. It's, it's a stressful time, and the faster you get an answer, as long as it's not too fast so that you feel like they didn't actually think it through yes. at all. <laughs> if, it, if you get a text message halfway through your last interview that's like, eh, nah, then... <laughs> That would make you feel sad. I think yeah. I've told this story on the podcast before, but it's been a long time. So I worked at a at a startup and we brought in a candidate to interview them and they went through the rounds with a couple different people. And then the candidate was kind of standing maybe 10 feet away. And the last interviewer came out and gathered up all the other, other interviewers and said, so what do you think? And I looked... Oh. At the candidate standing 10 feet away, and I turned into a rocket ship and blasted off to the moon to disappear. <laughs> so that is that is too fast. 
Okay. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait until you can talk about the candidate. Okay. Candidly. Uh, oh. More tangents. Yeah. So fast. I mean, the question says kindly. I think you owe it to them. You shouldn't take this as an opportunity to dunk on them. <laughs> if, yeah. Sorry, we don't hire dummies here. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I think you want to be as brief and to the point as possible. So don't mince words. I, I, I think I think it's worth differentiating between people you think might be a good fit later and people you think might not. And you probably need to have a generic business like, thanks for interviewing with us. It's not a good fit. Good luck type of thing. Mm-hmm. for those people and and you should thank them they put in a ton yes. of time it's stressful it's a lot of work if they did some code samples or code challenges or whatever that's even more time that doesn't cost you anything but i feel like you do need to handle those people that may be a little too junior or not the right project for the not the right skill set for for the opening you have or something how do you handle those people where you're saying not this but maybe some other thing later So I have actually had a couple of those in my career when I was handing out offers and rejections. And I actually told them, I said, look, we see a lot of potential here, but the position we're hiring for right now requires more experience than you have. Come back in one to two years and then we'll talk. And you know what? In one case, that candidate did come back in one to two years and they got hired. So yeah, I think it's really a good idea to distinguish between candidates who are probably never going to be a fit for your company, or at least in the foreseeable future, versus those that need more time or those that need to pivot into a different role in your company where you know maybe they came in for an engineering role, but it turns out there's actually a better fit for them based on their experience and based on what they expressed in the interview doing something else. And mm-hmm. all of those need to be handled, I think, dif- differently. Yeah, I've heard about the we'll keep your resume on file line. <laughs> yeah, and classic. I don't like that line because it's wrong <laughs> it's it's a lie most of the time oh so you're going to keep this out of date point in time document on file so yeah. that in the future when you look at it <laughs> it might spark joy like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like the spark joy metaphor here to marie kondo those candidates well it's hilarious because it's like wait so let's say i re-interview in three years is that because you're going to pull up my three-year-old resume and use yeah that? that's that's more out of date <laughs> You weren't qualified before, but as the industry has advanced, we've actually gone backwards. <laughs> so <laughs> your lack of experience is a benefit now. Yes. <laughs> in fact, we're hoping you've done nothing in the last three years <laughs> so that this resume is valid. Listen, a blank slate is not ruined. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. What about, I mean, does it matter the medium you do it in? Email, phone call, singing, telegram? Ooh, that would be great. You know, that would take some of the sting out of it. If it was a barbershop quartet that showed up on my doorstep, it's like... Wait, would that take sting out? No, thank you, Jameson. (laughs) We regret to inform you. (laughs) Do you really think that would take Sting out or would that add Sting back in? No, yeah, that would add a prodigious amount of Sting. (laughs) You know what I was just thinking? Wouldn't it be cool if along with every rejection letter you sent out a gift card to a nice restaurant? I mean, we're talking so little money compared to the amount of money you've invested in the interview process as a company. Why not just send out 50 bucks or 100 bucks and just say, hey, thanks for your time. And, you know, go treat yourself to a nice dinner. Maybe we'll talk again in the future. I like the idea of living in a world where that would happen quietly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
That sounds great. And I feel like <laughs> it would have a hard time getting through someone that controls how money is allocated. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time I'm in that position, I'm going to push for it. I think it would be awesome. I think you'd have to be careful of incentives. But I mean, I guess the incentive you're providing is like make sure people do well enough to qualify for an interview in whatever screening process you have mm -hmm. before, which is probably fine. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I'll be interviewing shortly. <laughs> and then I'll have my fake double mustache because I already have a mustache. <laughs> I'll walk out the door and then put it on and come back in and interview again. I have heard of paying folks for their time in interviewing, especially if you do pair programming. Some interview processes are kind of like do work with us. I guess that's Ooh. separate from rejecting candidates, though. True. But you'd pay them whether you rejected them or not, I assume? Yeah. And the arguments for it that I have heard. Yes. I've never seen a company do that, but it sounds pretty cool. I've I've heard people talk about wanting it to exist, and okay. there's probably someone out there that does it. <laughs> okay. And here you were poo-pooing my gift card idea. Come on. <laughs> well, I have similar sentiments. I would okay. like to live in a world where that is widely practiced. It makes sense. People are giving up their time, and it's a big investment, and it's, yeah, maybe Look. I'll do it someday when <laughs> I get big and strong and famous. <laughs> Look, if you're if you're a company like Apple, you could give like a iTunes Music Store gift card or something. And if you're like a B2B enterprise consultant, <laughs> you, you can give <laughs> you can give a license to their HR planning software yeah. <laughs> that costs $100,000 a month. <laughs> but you get one month for free. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that's how you reject candidates. Have we solved it? <laughs> I'm just thinking of opening an email that says, congratulations, you've got one month free for our HR planning software. Oh, and we regret to inform you we've decided not to hire you. Congratulations, have one month free license to Oracle Enterprise Forms, whatever it is thing. <laughs> yeah, that would sting worse than the singing telegram barbershop quartet. Okay, so I think we've come up with a few solid ways not to do it. And the universe of, of ways to do it, we've eliminated most of the bad ones. So everything yep. else is on the table. <laughs> yep, there's a wide middle ground where you can do a good job. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> good luck. Do you want me to read the next one? Please do. Okay, this is from an anonymous listener. In my current company, they only care about the reputation of the company. They don't care about their employees or values. They prefer to invest in other things. One time, the CEO asked everyone in the company to create fake accounts in order to vote for the company for an award. By the way, we received the award, but I don't know how to feel about this company's non-existing values. <laughs> I love this. That's so funny. We received That's the award. That's hashtag growth hacking. <laughs> That's someone's job. <laughs> oh, man. It was probably like a best places to work award or most oh, yeah. innovative company award or something like that. I don't know very much about those. They seem like a racket from the outside. Are they a racket? The best places to work awards? Yeah. Do you just like pay money and then get on a list? Oh, good question. Probably. I mean, how else would these companies find out about these like little niche startups? I, yeah, I don't know. They, well, they're just exhaustively touring offices nonstop, just yeah. embedding like anthropologists, yes. which <laughs> would actually be really cool. That would but be really I doubt cool. Is what those lists do? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, very rigorous um, in inspection process, walking through with white lab yep. coats and and white glove tests they, on every surface. They have figured out how to measure productivity and innovation, <laughs> and so they just do a, a, an ordering. Yep, just sort it. Weird. The CEO 
of a company doing something sketchy. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. I like um, how he said create fake accounts, which presumably means create as many fake accounts as you can and revote for us. Yes, Twitter or Facebook or something. Yeah, it's not just like log into Facebook and click the like button with your account. It's like create 50 fake Facebook accounts. I would like to imagine the CEO as a YouTuber and he puts out a video that's like, smash that like and subscribe button and <laughs> sends it out to the whole company. <laughs> Make sure to follow, retweet, like, subscribe. Thank you to all my fans and all the fake accounts that they have created. Uh use creator code CEO. <laughs> so what what do they do about it? Well, I was trying to think of like, if you could mount an adversarial campaign where you are like trying to vote for the worst CEO and get your employees to create a bunch of fake accounts and put your CEO on the list and just I see how like he feels. That's like 5% of the effort of 4chan like <laughs> 95% horrible stuff and then 5% horrible stuff enacted through like gaming these polls of <laughs> what to name something or best something yes. or worst something <laughs> so you're saying shame your ceo by getting him on a list of worst ceos and yes. use your sock puppet army to devote him to the top <laughs> exactly. exactly okay Nothing a little cron yeah, job him, and uh, some crafty Python can't do. Give him a bad Yelp review. <laughs> this reminds it's a little bit this this uh you know vote bo voter box hacking reminds me a little bit about a competition about ten years ago at a company we had, um, where we used to do this thing called Mustache March Madness, and it was all about growing the weirdest mustache you could grow and then competing for awards, and there was a guy in the office who already had a mustache. And uh, he did not enter the competition, <laughs> but one of my coworkers wrote his name on one of the awards and stuffed like 50 extra votes <laughs> into the ballot box. <laughs> and he ended up winning that category of the competition, even though he didn't enter. It was awesome. I assume this was a pretty small company. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was if like 50... 40, 40 or 50 people. Yeah. Okay. So that's, And it was that's a paper ballot. So, you know. Yeah. What you need is one of those highly secure electronic voting systems yes <laughs> unhackable <laughs> so this feels bad what's the question here just like how do i deal with the fact that my company did something weird well the question is i don't know how to feel about this company <laughs> i mean i could give you some you feelings feel bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're scummy <laughs> i think it kind of depends on the awards that the company's going for here i mean is this like a what? big industry award or is this just like you're gonna some... say it's fine for the CEO to pressure employees to make fake accounts to vote for the company for something? <sighs> you're right. Once again, your ethics prevail. <laughs> I've defeated you in the ethics contest. <laughs> my questionable judgment once again folds. I mean, there are worse things that CEOs that CEOs probably done, <laughs> but <laughs> it seems dumb, and I think you should feel that he is dumb. <laughs> okay, that's the feeling you should have feel about this company hmm there's like a kool-aid scent to this question of like mm -hmm. the fact that this suggestion would fly means that there might be a lot of a lot of kool-aid being drunk here where mm -hmm. people are like really proud of the company and really wanting it to succeed and and maybe taking an uncritical eye to the culture of what is going on so i don't know this 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 would be a warning sign to me i guess 
mm-hmm. especially if it's a small company. I, I feel like in my head, there's a sliding scale of ethics where the bigger the company, the more I expect the CEO to <laughs> be a lizard person. <laughs> but if it's a small company, they're still a regular person and you should expect them to do good things. I see. So, okay. So sketchiness levels are acceptable yeah. when there's a large enough population. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not, but I expect it. I okay. Guess. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought I was about, I was about to question like, your ethics again. You don't, you don't, well, I will, I will destroy you in the ethics duel. <laughs> I don't know. I, I you don't know, have any more wisdom. Some, But some of these awards are pretty sketchy on their own, right? So it's like, I mean, I'll give you an example. I recently heard from a friend of mine that some company approached him and said, we'd like to nominate you for an award. It's like best machine learning scientist of the year or something. And you know, it's a it's a one thousand dollar award if you win, and it costs uh, nine hundred fifty dollars to enter your name. <laughs> you, know, <or> something, <laughs> you know, yeah, to get I a mean, ticket to the ceremony or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like to yeah. the gala. You pay nine hundred fifty bucks. You might win a thousand. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is a raffle. <laughs> There's a name for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of sucks that it exists. There's this layer of. I don't know how to characterize it, but I, I don't think I have any wisdom because I don't know what the soft skills question is. Like, quit your job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Start your own awards show. Ooh, great idea. And just do it like Dave said earlier, where it's correct. Using only the finest Diebold voting machines. Yeah. <laughs> they only care about the reputation of the company. They don't care about their employees or values. Yeah, that does seem like a weird sign where they care a lot about the public reputation of the company. But if the question asker is correct, then they don't care about how they're treating their actual employees. Mm-hmm. I feel like the companies I have the highest regard for is because of how it seems like they treat their employees. Mm-hmm. Not because of, I mean, maybe that's a different kind of marketing too, but not just because they show up in consumer reports is like coolest ride-sharing company or whatever right. <laughs> hottest b2b enterprise hr planning software <laughs> startup <laughs> now i want in on that yeah i got I a really, free month <laughs> i really trust readers digest i'm out of words okay <laughs> that's normally that's your job to come up with the good words so i guess that Uh-oh. means we answered the question <laughs> yeah good luck uh, starting your own competing award. That's right. <laughs> All right. What can people do if they want their own questions answered? Go to softskills.audio and click ask a question. You can fill out a form there. Also, if you'd like to support the show, go to softskills.audio and click on support us on Patreon and follow us on Twitter at softskillseng where we post occasional updates and show announcements. And if you if you really like the show and you want to support it, click on your i your uh, what do they call it? Your podcast app. And leave a rating. We prefer six stars. Um, we're kind of trying to set the bar a little bit higher. <laughs> so This is going to end up in an indictment someday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And this is when Dave committed hacking by proxy by encouraging someone. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, if you have to create a bunch of fake accounts, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're just the conscience of the show, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you next week.